Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Sherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist, so please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health, therapy, or assistance you feel you may need. In my podcast, I'm here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two boys. I recently left a very toxic marriage of 11 years. I was the codependent wife. My ex-husband was struggling and is still currently struggling with substance abuse. I made the decision to leave so I could have the ability to heal and rediscover myself. Being in that marriage was not good for, most importantly, my children or myself. And dealing with somebody that has any type of substance abuse issues or alcohol abuse issues, it's not very easy. I'm here to share my story. So as my new chapter unfolds, I do hope that I could empower others that are in the same situation or a similar situation to find that strength within themselves and take their life back and find that way out. So, thanks for listening. So, we are transitioning over to a new month, a new time change. And um, a new season. Here in California, I think that it's summer all around. So it does look like it is cooling down. I'm not quite sure what's going on with the weather. It just seems like we only have winter two days out of the year here. Maybe I'm exaggerating. (laughs) Um, I do realize the last few episodes I've recorded have been a little bit more on the intense and possibly tense side. Um, It's been a very, very rough um, few weeks. And I believe that that's just something that is part of the process. It's going to happen. Things are never going to be calm. And if they are calm, it is the calm before the storm. I know that sounds maybe a little bit uh, negative or pessimistic. However, it is just reality. And um, we just have to accept that these are the events that happened, that happened. Um, I have gone through quite a bit the last few weeks, and um, it has been taking an emotional toll on me. Uh, I did have to take a step back and just let myself somewhat heal. It can be very emotionally draining dealing with certain, you know, certain... Um, challenges if you will especially when it comes down to you know um, how other people can affect our emotions and things that they do because when um, we go through these when we go through these um, divorces especially with these special kinds of people when you have somebody that's dealing with substance abuse or is also usually substance abusers are also narcissists and that's why I did record the whole narcissist episode it's 
very hard to deal with. I remember joking with a friend saying, hey, can I just deal with this one portion of, you know, of, of this whole challenge? Why do I have to have this added on to that? I didn't ask for like a triple, you know, ice cream sundae. I just wanted one scoop. Why are you guys giving me four? You know, we just had to laugh about that. But, you know, I mean... Life gives you things and every single challenge you should just consider it to be as it's, hey, it's just another textbook that's added onto your plate that you just have to read and get through and basically understand that textbook. And maybe the worst challenges might be that, you know, I'm going to just use math as an example because I absolutely detest the math. So let's just say it's trigonometry or that algebra book that's like a complete and utter nightmare that you just don't want to deal with. Sometimes you just want to close that book and just say, you know what, I don't want to read this or I don't want to do the math problems, but eventually you have to, otherwise you'll fail it. And then you got to take that again. So it's like you just have to make sure that you go through that book, that go through that textbook. You know, I mean, you don't have to be delighted doing it, but, you know, just have that understanding and just pass it. Just get past it. Oh, goodness. I will say that my brain is fried uh, for the, <laughs> from the last few um, weeks. I've, uh, you know, and, and on top of that, you have your uh, instructors, if you will, that are constantly you know, uh, hovering over your shoulders telling you that you're doing this math problem wrong. Why don't you open up that book or why don't you embrace that book? You know, let's face it. We're not all the same people. You know, you may, you know, you may, some of us may go through certain subjects. Um, like, it'll be a breeze for us. Some of us will struggle. Some of us will break down and say, I don't want to deal with this. Look, I'm, I'm using these as um, analogies here. Um, I find that, you know, um, I do have some personal, you know, or yeah, close personal friends that listen to my podcast and I have to be a little bit more mindful because um, I don't want to expose anybody or I don't want anybody thinking that, you know, I'm um, slandering them or, you know, but it's nothing personal against people that are in my life right now that have either, you know, uh, made things easier or made things just a little bit challenging. Some of the people that have made things challenging in my life, um, I know that they have good intentions. However, you know, it's, uh, it can be very, it can be very challenging. They, they can kind of, uh, you know, um, instead of actually, you know, putting wheels on the, um, on the cart. They're actually the one they're, they, they tend to be the mud, uh, if you catch my drift. And I know that they don't really mean to do that, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. So that's why I'm using, you know, metaphors and stuff, but, you know, I don't want you guys thinking, wait, is she talking about, um, is she talking about life experiences or is she talking about, um, school subjects? Well, we're going to talk about, we're going to just say that every single problem that we have, or issue is going to be a subject of school. Like I said, I've gotten a lot of math problems lately. I've gotten a lot of math textbooks and it's just been absolutely horrifying. And, um, you know, I, I just uh, can't wait until um, 
this semester is over and I can see my grades and I can just finally breathe. The feeling that I get as I'm going through all these challenges are the same feeling that I got when I was in nursing school where it was just, I absolutely hated certain topics and um, I was just thinking to myself, I remember going through, um, learning about like, you know, neurology. That was intense. Woo. Um, surprisingly, math in nursing school wasn't too bad, but just kind of using that as a, you know, way to compare the challenges that we go through, especially, uh, when going through these type of divorce processes, it's, uh, very interesting. And it's funny because it's not always just one thing that you go through. You know, you think that you're just going to deal with, you know, your, your ex, but then there's other people that are going to have to deal with that's basically affiliated with your ex. And some people that you end up dealing with are the people that are within your inner circle that you feel should, you know, have your, you know, should be supporting you. And they think they're supporting you. But, uh, as I mentioned, it's like, uh, they're, they're like those, uh, instructors that are like kind of uh in a sense micromanaging how you hold your pencil or how you open or turn your page and you're just like okay I'm just trying to get through this this textbook and all the lessons in this textbook you know hold on just give me a moment and it just gets absolutely frustrating and uh emotionally drain draining and stuff so sometimes it's like maybe you need to just take that textbook and you know go into the library where that you know, instructor is not there and just kind of set boundaries and say, look, I am trying to get a passing grade on this lesson. Please just let me be. And then you have this instructor telling you, well, you're going to fail, but you know yourself, you know, your study, you know, strategies, and you know, what is going to help you, you know, understand things better than anybody else. Because there's nobody else that's, you know, more in tune with what's in your mind than you. People don't know what you're going through. You know, whether or not they think that, you know, they're, they're close to you or they've known you for, for years, that doesn't really mean anything. You know, I mean, it, it does, of course, because, you know what I mean, they care for you and they want what's with, you know, they're concerned about your welfare, or sometimes they say they're, you know, they're concerned about your kids' welfare. But, you know, it's like, at the end of the day, it is your life. So, you just have to respectfully tell them, just wait a minute, okay? Just let me get through this. Because at this moment... You will go through some very, very hard times. And there's some times where it's going to feel like you're alone. And it's going to hurt. So you just have to be prepared for, you know, what's to come. And try to be as positive as you can. Everything that you feel blessed to have, hold on to that on a daily basis. Remember what to be thankful for. And, you know, of course, with your children, really be thankful for them. Be thankful that, you know, you have them with you. If you have them there full time, then, you know, assuming if you are in the same situation with me, then yes, you will have them full time. But if if it's there part time and there's those opportunities where, you know, um, 
you're able to have them, then please take and jump on that opportunity. You know, children are very precious. And, um, you know, it's at this point, it is our duty to make sure that, you know, they are okay. And even, no matter how hard it can be, we try to make life as normal for them as possible. And, you know, we do that to the best of our abilities. And the thing is, at this time, you don't really need anybody telling you that you're doing certain things wrong. Now, unless you're being self-destructive and, you know, the kids are in immediate danger, that's a whole different story. But if the kids are well taken care of, they're loved, nobody has the right to tell you anything. And they will. They'll tell you whatever it is that they feel they want to tell you. And, you know... Of course, be humble, listen to the advice, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, if you don't feel comfortable taking it, you don't have to take it. I see advice as that, please take one candy jar. Maybe, you know, you just got out of the restaurant and you're full. You don't want to take a candy. So, you know, the owner shouldn't get offended if they say, here, take one and you don't take one. (coughs) But, um... You know, switching gears, one thing I did want to um, talk about is, you know, sometimes you do, when you, when you get to that point and um, you feel emotionally beat up because um, during these last few days, I literally felt emotionally beat up. And um, as I said, a lot of these people, they are close to you. And it's funny because the people that are closest to you, they believe that, you know, they are looking out for your best interest and they don't care if you're mad and they think that they're right. And there is no right or wrong answer because everybody's different. Everybody sees things differently. And, you know, I mean, with all due respect, nobody should be pushing you to see their views as they do. You know, I mean, they can offer it, but to to literally pry your eyes open and say, see that building over there, it's purple. And you're like, okay, that's not a building, that's a mountain. And that is actually a red mountain. <laughs> so, you know, and, they're, and then they're prying your eyes, it's a building, it's a purple building. And you're like, nope, I see a red mountain. And then it just turns into this big fight and you guys end up, uh, you end up doubting yourself. You end up thinking, oh my God, I'm seeing a red mountain. Am I crazy? And truthfully, that's where that whole codependent behavior comes in. I, or trait, I was, uh, listening to this podcast about, uh, it's codependent no more, It's a very good one, actually. I do recommend it for those that are, you know, enduring some, um, some, you know, some struggles and, you know, those that are at war with themselves. Actually, the podcast is called the Codependency No More Podcast, and it's by Ryan um, uh, Pysor. Very good stuff. Um, The first episode, actually, he's interviewing his sister, who was in a relationship, an abusive relationship with a drug addict. And she herself actually became a drug addict for a, uh, you know, a good amount of time. And so she, it took her like a good, um, took her some time to actually leave him. I think um, it's been more than six times where she finally decided that she was going to leave him for good. 
so that stuff does happen and then there's um you know licensed doc you know there's licensed professional doc you know and doctors that he's spoken to and um there's one um episode there that truly interested me and it was um really it was basically talking about the inner child with codependency and that one was very interesting because that one for me actually hit home um the more i'm reading up on codependency the more i'm starting to understand and i am like you know blown my mind is blown because i'm like wow i have a problem with codependency well you know i mean that's a no-brainer but you know actually understanding it to its full complete depth you know, you realize, wow, this is some of the behaviors and traits that I have. And um, this is why I tend to attract the type of people that I have been attracting in the past. Um, You know, things do start off with early childhood and motherhood because, of course, with motherhood or any type of, you know, fatherhood, you know, we tend to want to feel needed all the time. We always have to feel that. And so... um, you know, when we become codependent, we tend to lose focus on ourselves. You know, we we start thinking about other people's problems and it just tears us apart. And then that's where all this emotional trauma for us comes in. And that's why we, we kind of do it to ourselves. So um, I'm still reading up on the Codependent No More book. And um, it's really good stuff. Uh, it's by... Um, It's by Melody Beattie and uh, a lot of my colleagues that, you know, have gone through some similar situations as I have very, you know, actually two of them, uh, unless one recommended the other, (laughs) recommended the book to the other person and the other person recommended it to me, um, actually, you know, it's two different people. Those same people actually recommended this book for, you know, to me and so I'm, you know, uh, getting into it, it's hitting home. And, um, I am noticing that, you know, my codependency started at probably, you know, during my childhood, there's some things that I've dealt with, um, you know, um, as far as like my parents and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. I, I, you know, I wish I could say that I had a good childhood and, you know, for the most part, of course, like, you know, if we have parents listening, we are, you know, it's hard to come out and and say and talk about these things because, you know, I personally would feel um, offended if my child later said, well, I had a bad childhood. I know that's kind of an insult for a parent to hear, but the thing is, um, you know, when it comes to circumstances, it's not really anybody's fault. Things happen. And it's basically how you deal with it. Now, I'm not going to get too much into my childhood, you know, or my um, my young adult years because that right there would probably be very offensive. Um, I will say that, you know, it did have a lot to do with, you know, I, I just, all of those bad memories that I had dealing with my parents' separation, I realized that it connects with why I married so young and why I re I my behaviors are you know how you know this is how I'm getting these behaviors or or these are learned behaviors and um you know this is why we have to go to counseling 
it's very hard these days uh, and I think it's also health insurance but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic um, it's really hard to get um, somebody to at this point for me it's hard it's been hard for me to um, actually get an appointment so I will be calling today and um, I realize that it's probably going to take some time and I'm probably going to need to take some time off and I do know that you know things will unravel as they should you know and if you believe that then you know it's it's the law of attraction I really believe that uh you know for example I I believe in you know perfect timing sometimes maybe you know uh I will say when I was trying to move out of my um house with my ex-husband you know I I really had to do some some thorough planning I couldn't just say okay well I'm gonna move out and you know here's this I had to prepare for that I actually had to save up and um you know at the same time yes I did get my mother's help with that and um you know it's like I really had to figure out all the steps like I had to um you know create goals and it's funny because they say that when you write goals down that's actually when, you know, things start happening. And I was looking through an old notebook and it says my goals are right here. It says my plan is to establish um, a peace of mind, pay off credit cards and my student loans. Um, well, that one is, that's my plan. Um, but when I look back in my notebook, I remember being this frightened this frightened person in my home office and um my ex-husband actually never came home it was a bad fight he he had left um that night and he never came home and so um i you know i remember saying well you know he's not home and i'm i'm getting tired of this and i remember my children were very you know they were they were crying. They were hopeful that their dad would come home because they didn't want us to leave. Um, I did have to kind of prepare my kids because I didn't want to just leave and um, they had no idea what was going on. But um, they were well aware of the erratic behavior and um, just they would wake up in the morning and their dad was never home. And that for them, for you know, um, as long as they could remember, that was not within their dad's norm because their dad was always there in bed. Their dad would always be there to tuck them in. And things just changed out of nowhere, you know. And um, they noticed that their dad had, like, impulsive, uh, you know, he would actually blow up on them. So they noticed all of that. And, um, you know, at 8 and 9, this is not stuff that they need to deal with. However, we do have to be very open and honest with them well you don't tell them everything that's going on we don't go into vivid detail and things like that but you know you just let them know that their other parental is very sick and very lost and you know they just need some time and you know if you know that it's not going to be a safe environment for them then you really have to make these decisions so during this time I just felt very stressed very pressured and just um like, uh, I felt like somebody was squeezing my head very tight. And I, I, I just had so much anxiety. And I remember it was like 5 in the morning. And 
my ex-husband wasn't home. And so I was just, okay, I got to figure this out. What do I do? What do I do? So I had my notebook. During this time, I was doing a lot of writing. And I was, um, you know, listening to a lot of podcasts, writing down, you know, jotting down some thoughts and doing a lot of sketches and stuff. That's basically where I was in as far as like, um, you know, falling into depression. I knew I couldn't really um, be in deep depression. So I turned to, you know, these little tedious activities to keep my head above water. But um, anyways, during this time, I grabbed my notebook and I found, um, I was like, okay, my goals are, I'm reading them to you guys right now. It says, find a place, give my 30-day notice, find a school district, pack up the house, get a storage, and get a deposit. Well, I did find a place. And as I mentioned in my previous episodes, it took a whole community to get me, you know, to a safe haven. You know, I had a, had a really good friend, um, a real estate agent, and people said, you need a real estate agent to find you a rental property? Well, during that time, or even now, my credit was pretty bad. Um, you know, because like usually that's the trademark right there is uh, when you go through a divorce, your credit will go to crap. Now, if you are one of those people that managed to keep your credit afloat, they're awesome. That is good for you. And please tell us how you managed to do that. Because <laughs> that's one of those rare finds. And that's awesome if you were able to do that. So my credit was pretty bad. So I basically had to have my friend kind of speak to other real estate agents, you know, to uh, give me a chance. And um, it is kind of uncomfortable letting everybody know your dirty laundry. But sometimes it's like you have to let people know this so you could get the help that you need. It's not so much that you're asking them for, you know, a pity favor. But when you're in a situation that you truly need to get out of, as soon as possible, people need to know so they can move a little bit fast, so they can expedite the process. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, one of the things too that, let's see, the school district, when you're on that mode of fight or flight, you will move. The one thing that I didn't put on this list was get a divorce. But I had to figure out if I wanted to do that or not. But with the situation and with everything that was going on, I, I had to make that decision. And um, I always, you know, the, the last few episodes I've talked about divorce. And I said, you know what, if you're still up on, if you're still on the wall with it, you know, uh, for me personally, it's like, yeah, you know, some people will file. And then um, I'm not sure how that works, but I do know that I had to pay. I had to pay a paralegal. Um, I didn't have to go through a lawyer yet because I didn't think that it was going to get that bad. So, and it it hasn't. But um, you know, if you're in that situation where you're not sure if you're going to file or not, or you know, really think things through, um, I ended up making a pros and cons list, and my um, my pros of divorce actually outweighed the cons of it. So that's where I made that decision. You know. Um, Sometimes you just need to sleep on things. So it, it's like don't um, don't feel bad 
if you can't make a decision sometimes you you truly just need to sleep on things and um you know uh set goals uh that's one thing that I failed to do I kind of lost myself for a bit um the last few weeks because of everything that's happened it's been pretty traumatizing and you know remember you are still recovering yourself from this trauma once you get out of here it, it it's going to be a process but moving on to a more positive um no it it will be okay you have to believe that this is just something that you need to go through and once you get through you know all of these changes and you know all of these hurdles you will be fine you know you just have to Keep believing in yourself and trust your own intuition and your own wit. Nobody can make decisions for you. There's always going to be those people that are going to be that roadblock that's going to tell you you're doing things all wrong and they're going to make you question things. But sometimes when when that happens, talk to somebody. There are resources out there. Um, you know, go online. You know, uh, I actually want to look into the, um, the Naranon, I believe I'm, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh, it's for families, for people that, um, families of those who have, um, abused, used and abused. Uh, it's a support group. I still have not yet, um, gone. I'm trying to find one that will fit within my schedule, you know, so lately, it's been, it's been tough. I've had people ask me, how do you do what you do? <sighs> Behind the scenes, it's not always so perfect. Behind the scenes, there's some times where I just want to curl up in a ball and stay in my bed all day and just sleep the entire day through and just hope that the day will just pass. But... During those days, I remember that I'm blessed to have my children. So the worst that I'll do is um, <laughs> I'll go downstairs, eat a butt ton of candy since it was after Halloween, and, you know, I'll binge watch. And I have my two little, you know, boys right next to me. And we'll just laugh about certain things, and I feel better. Um, you know, and uh, I've mentioned this before as well um, as far as keeping your area clutter free that's something that I ended up doing that weekend when I just felt lost and down was I um, ended up decluttering my entire room because they do say that clutter indicates depression so I don't want to be depressed and that's why I cleaned up and I do feel a little bit better it, it is healing there's um, a lot of hurt still um, that's going on because there's times where, you know, like I said, your inner circle should be there for you, but they're not. And that's, um, you know, we're, we're 10, we tend to seek a lot of validation, especially after the fact, um, it, it never, you're never really comfortable with, um, with yourself until it's going to take some time for me personally, it's been about four, four months. And I know that it's going to take some time for me to heal. And I just have to feel everything. And it's okay to feel bad. It's okay to feel angry. 
you just keep going, you know. Um, yeah, some days are hard. And my friends, these past few days, I've disappeared because it was pretty hard. Um, but, you know, another thing that I wanted to mention is find something that you can hold on to that you that will get you through the day. You will have those around you that will tell you, no, you should not hold on to that or no, you should not be happy with that. But you are entitled to a life. You are entitled to be happy. Really, of course, evaluate the situation. Evaluate what it is that you are holding on to. Make sure that it will not cause you to have any type of, um, you know, setbacks from your goals. Make sure that it's not a self-destructive, um, you know, whether it be a relationship or whether it be any type of, um, you know, activity or habit, um, you know, as far as like bad habits, I'm sorry, uh, I will probably be coming out and, um, with this is, uh, you know, I ended up chain smoking. Hey, for those of, uh, my close one, my close family and friends that, you know, didn't know that I was a smoker, I became a smoker. And I became a smoker for quite some time because that's how I coped with my stress. I never really wanted to um, discuss like what was going on with me with certain family and friends because, of course, they're going to feel like it's their, you know, it's their cross to bear, but it's not. Uh, so that's how I dealt with a lot of my stress. I became a chain smoker, and um, you know, over the years, I ended up developing asthma, which is not good. So, you know, that's not really the healthiest way to cope with things. So. You know, uh, as I got out, I, I was still, you know, I carried on that habit of chain smoking and, you know, especially like, yeah, that, 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 that was my only way. That was my only way of coping. I mean, I, I can't drink, obviously. And not only that, uh, I can't tolerate my alcohol at all. So, um, you know, but of course, what got me to quit? It's been about three months now since I've quit and I never gone back. My, um, my kids, you know, they told they, they hate it. They hate it. So they were telling me, you know what, you gotta quit, mom. If they saw a pack of cigarettes, they would tell me, uh, why is that there? You know, your kids are funny. They will keep you accountable. So if your kids are of that that age, you know, and uh, you know, you you tell them, you remind them to keep you accountable and stuff. And if they feel pretty strongly about that, you know, they will keep you accountable. They'll hold you accountable for these things. Um, you know, it, it actually surprises me because they are your biggest motivator. So, um, like I said, it's been about three months since I've been, you know, free of the nicotine. I do vape because I've had to transition because let's face it. Um, I went through maybe two times of saying, this is my last pack three times actually. And, um, eventually I was like, okay, well, I can't do this to myself. It's not, you know, your goals have to be realistic and attainable. So, uh, I, I ended up vaping and, um, you know, slowly, but surely I, you know, I very seldom use my vape. Sometimes it's like, I don't even know where in the world I leave it. Like it's in the bottom of, you know, ladies, you all know how that is. It's in the bottom less purse where you can't find anything. You have a bunch of receipts and stuff and, you know, it's just madness in your purse. So I can't find it. So you know, one thing that I've turned to doing is, um, actually as I am here, I am lighting up a smudge stick, a sage smudge stick, and I'm smudging myself. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've done, I've done yoga 
you know, um, a lot of that stuff. I do um, self-guided meditations, and that's been very helpful because uh, that that right there, you know, um, we, you know, it's all about what's uh, in our men- our mentality. And I do apologize in advance that uh, you know I, I I might seem a little um, high strung right now, but I am going I am kind of getting over my um, anxiety within the last few days it's been very difficult so um, you know I do have these certain picks that I have so but I did wake up this morning well prior to that uh, last night my boys and I held hands and we prayed you know we make it a point now we're going to you know, we, we are going to be a little bit more religious in this house. And, um, you know, we are looking into, you know, um, going back into church. And hopefully that will help us, you know. And um, this morning after we, we prayed last night, you know, it's like I started noticing things. And it was a little interesting because I looked up into the sky and it's like, you know, when the clouds part and you can see that little stream of light going down, you know, it's like I tell the boys, I said, you know, I've always looked at that as like God letting me know that he's here, you know, like he heard our prayers and stuff. And they said, wow, really? Yeah. So, um, you know, that gives me comfort. And like I said, anything positive that you can hold on to, hold on to that. You know, um, this morning, instead of me getting frustrated with my kids because they are too busy playing on their phones you know, I just looked at them and I see them laughing and I see this, the looks on their faces and I know that they're happy, you know, at this moment. I know that they are struggling as well with, um, you know, the changes and everything and I know that it's hard for them, but I am proud of them for being strong. So, you know, if you know that your children are going through these transitions and you see that they are acting normal, don't just look at it as, oh, well, they're, they're, they're being, you know, they're fine. Really acknowledge the fact that you recognize that and you tell them that you are proud of them for being strong. And that will go a long way. So, well, I think I've jibber-jabbered long enough. And um, I think right now I'm just babbling. (laughs) I just have to say that, as always, we will get through this together. Know that you're not alone. And um, for those that want to reach out, I, you know, I've heard from a few people and I am so, so happy that, you know, hearing my story and hearing this podcast has been helpful to you guys. And, you know, I hope that there's many more that I can hear from. So I, I do absolutely love hearing from you guys. Now, um, you guys could find me on either Snapchat. It's uh, CherryDoll84. Or you can find me on my Instagram, which is Cherry and then dot go lightly um on my instagram so feel free to send a message a voice message here on anchor and um 
I'm excited to hear from you guys. So until then, please stay up. Keep your head up. Don't stop believing in yourself and don't stop believing that the situation will get better. Because it will. Once again, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and your friend, Cherry Golightly.